Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to a special, 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 I want to say episode, but it's not really going to be a series, is it? So just welcome to a special show celebrating International Women's Day, which was yesterday. Um, I'm joined, well, obviously by myself as your host, Anita Baimi, and I am here with the Gold Diggers podcast, the first black-led, all-female football podcast. I can't believe I messed that up. The all first all black-led, all-female football podcast. But I have three beautiful ladies with me. Brianna, we'll start with you. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. I'm happy to be here. It's great to discuss women in football and women in sport in general. Just just for context, Brianna, what, what team do you support? Arsenal. Sometimes, fortunately, sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> well you're in top four now so fortunately fortunately um Tima nice to see you how are you doing today yeah not bad not bad sums out so uh, it's all good and what team do you support Tima uh, uh, win or lose up to the mighty blues so Chelsea I'm so sure there are so many Arsenal fans I probably clicked like the x button right now and said <laughs> yep nope not doing this <laughs> but I've got another surprise for you Arsenal fans Bree, how are you doing today Hello, I'm good. So I'm Brie and I support the champions of the world. I'm a very shameless Chelsea fan. So if you can't bear us, you might as well just hop off now. But yeah. <laughs> it's actually quite funny because these are the most, I'd, I don't want to say vicious, but they're powerful when they do speak about football. So make sure you do follow all of us on our social media. And we are the Gold Diggers podcast. Gold Diggers UK, Gold Diggers UK underscore on Instagram. So I guess we'll just get this started with a little introduction of how we all got into football. So I don't know, should I start with me? I'll start with me. So I got into football, literally just watching my dad, like watch football. And he was always so emotional about it. And I wanted to feel that emotion as well, innit? So then I started playing it in school, started playing it like just recreationally at break time, boys v girls will always lose and stuff. And it was, it was just fun, innit? It was fun. And then I think I saw Thierry Henry rip apart Chelsea at one point, And my dad was extremely sad about it. And that's when I knew that Thierry Henry was my favourite player to ever like, to this day, he's still my favourite player ever. So, I guess that's how I got into football. Brianna, what about you? Um, yeah, for me, it was the same. Like, I watched my uncle and we used to, like, watch football together, like, all the time. I used to come home from school when we used to have, like, Champions League nights on um, Tuesdays on ITV. And I used to go to his house and, like, watch football with him. And he, like, got me all my first Arsenal shirts and stuff. I played football a little like at school, but to be honest, I wasn't very good at it. Um, so <laughs> I was better at watching and just like, as you said, Thierry Henry, like every Arsenal fan's dream, like growing up watching the Invincibles and like even Fabregas, like back in the day, we had amazing players and it was just great fun to watch. 
By the way, Fabregas, who left for Barcelona and ended up at Chelsea winning the Premier League and a European trophy, just putting that out there. But before we go to you, Timo, was anyone here actually good at football like growing up? Anyone? Oh, Brie, you were good at football? How did you play? Who did you play? Did you play for a team? Um, so I played for the boys' team um, as a defender. <laughs> I played for the boys team and then I was also playing in the girls team so I was always either a defender or a goalkeeper you might be shocked to hear but at the time I was quite tall for my age so I was an amazing goalkeeper you know um Czech vibes you know um Oliver Kahn vibes yeah that was me <laughs> I hear it and I, I totally believe you I believe you and everyone else I hope you believe her too as much as I do <laughs> But Tima, on to you. How did you get into football? So um, I have an older brother. And so when I was growing up, I idolised him. So him and my dad used to sit and watch football all the time. So then, you know, me being my brother's shadow, used to always um, also sit with them and watch watch football. Um, and then really got immersed into it. You know, as you grow up, you know, you have the, the banter in school, like who, who supports who. And, you know, the big teams are always... Manchester United, Arsenal when I was growing up. So the few few Chelsea fans used to congregate and um yeah, to be honest, we were right. Um in longevity. Uh it just shows that I made the right decision supporting the best team in the world. I love that you said the few Chelsea fans congregated because that was actually the vibe. Like, I remember there used to be loads of Arsenal fans, loads of Man United fans, yeah. Liverpool fans as well. Like there were loads of them. And then you had like I ain't even a Chelsea fan. Like, <laughs> and then 2004 was our year. Like, that was yeah. our year. We're like, okay, cool. <laughs> now we can talk with the big boys. Bree, finally coming to you. How did you get into football? Um, So I got into football mainly because I just used to watch football a lot with my dad. And then growing up from primary school, um, I just took an interest in also playing in the sports. As a child, I was always athletic. So whilst watching, you know, Ronaldinho and Ronaldo and everybody, I was just inspired to become a footballer myself, which obviously didn't work out. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> football's just always been a part of me since being a child. So it's very much ingrained in my DNA. Job was so crazy. You mentioned Ronaldinho, you mentioned Ronaldo. How on earth did you end up as a goalkeeper, Brie? How did that happen? <laughs> Listen, I was inspired by Oliver Kahn, yeah? I grew up in the <laughs> Oliver Kahn era. Like, he was an aggressive um, keeper, and I wanted to be like him. And that's where I got a bit of my German twang from as well, you know? Don't take nothing from anybody. But um, no jokes aside, like, I tried to dribble like Ronaldinho, but I realised that I can't be close to that. So, <laughs> yeah, made myself redundant to goalkeeper. <laughs> That's actually so funny. It's that harsh realisation where you deep that, yeah, maybe I can't actually play like this person. Like, I used to think I could play like anybody, but yeah, no, that didn't turn out so great. But let's get into the really nilly here. So we're here to discuss, I would say, I wouldn't say triggering things, but these things may be triggering to some viewers, but it's really just about our own experiences and being in the sports industry, the football industry specifically, like we, we've all dibbled and dabbled into the football industry. And for us, football means a lot more than what people may think. So I'll, I'll start with you, Tima. 
for me personally, football helps me with like my mental health. It helps me to make friends, and it, it just helps me to keep going in general. Like obviously, I work in football now. Like that's how that's how much football means to me. But for you, what does football mean to you? I think it's like very very similar. Like I think football has always been a constant in my life through the good and the bad times. And I think it's just that camaraderie. I was thinking the other day about joining um, Gold Diggers, actually, and how it's, like, really helps with my mental health. And particularly, you know, we've just come... You've just been in, in the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, making, like, really good connections, because you guys are amazing and doing amazing things as well. Like, so I think it's definitely that kind of link with people that you not, not necessarily you would really come across. But also it's, like, passion, like, really something else outside of work, because work is heavy. So something else outside of work that you can have that you can really enjoy... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, sometimes Chelsea do take me to the brink of insanity. <laughs> I've dedicated my first five grey hairs to Chelsea Football Club. Um, but, you know, it's all, it's like really an enjoyment, an enjoyment thing as well. I don't understand how people don't like football. Like, I just don't understand it. It just means so much to me. And yeah, it's always brought me, majority of the time it's brought me a lot of, a lot of joy in my life. Speaking of being pushed to the brink, Brianna, I'm sure you've had many years where Arsenal have really just got you to that to that point where you're just like, oh, I can't stand football anymore. But what kind of keeps you going with this sport? Well, I think for me is like, despite the ups and downs, you still have like a love for your club. Like it's something that once you decide to like support your club, like they can do, well, not anything, but they can sort of be at the brink of relegation. They can be like at the highest heights. And it's the fact that you feel so connected to the club, like it makes you feel as if it's something that you want to continue with, continue supporting, continue watching. And it just becomes like a part of you. Like, I feel like if I stopped watching football, I stopped being a football fan. I don't think I'd be me. Mm. What, 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 what I thought that. I felt that, I felt that one. And Brie, kind of, obviously, you're the co-founder of Gold Diggers. And just listening to what Team and Brianna have said about what football means to them, how important was it for you to create Gold Diggers and make it such a safe space for women who want to watch football? Um, it was very important because, as we all know, a space like this never existed before. And essentially, Gold Diggers was created as a safe haven for women to come together to discuss it. And I feel like without a space like this, um, you know, I feel like the outside community wouldn't realise there are women that just look like us, that enjoy football just as much. Because I feel like prior to that, there was a whole stereotype on a type of women watch football whereas sometimes men would see women like us and be like what are you doing watching football I think having started gold diggers it has really changed the narrative from what do you know about football to hmm, I actually want to hear about your opinion and that's essentially the whole purpose of it and what I'm really proud to have started the space with you Anita is because we are literally a part of the change and we're so lucky that we're growing up in an era where things are actually changing, that women are finally being given a voice, not just in football, but just in life in general. So I think, yeah, like it's it, it, it was so important in being a part of change, specifically in football, where it's a very much more dominated environment. And yeah, well, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> How beautiful. How beautiful. No, but in all honesty, starting up Gold Diggers was to kind of take the misogyny out of the game. Now, if, if the shoe fits as you're watching, just keep watching and we'll teach you how to 
push out that misogyny because what we don't like as women is when men they they can get a little bit patronizing when it comes to football they can they can kind of put impose their own opinions on us and tell us our opinions are wrong and kind of ask us you know what do we know about football what's the offside rule etc cetera, etc cetera. and this all prevails on social media like social media has probably been the biggest catalyst for such misogyny and I, I don't know. I think before starting Gold Diggers, it was very prevalent. And nowadays, I don't see it as much. But, Brianna, coming to you, like, before, you know, the Gold Diggers era, before getting into Gold Diggers, what was social media like for you as a as a woman in football? I'm not going to lie, it was terrible. Like, I think Gold Diggers has really made a difference in terms of like the reception that I get online when I say things about football because the podcast is like reputable and people enjoy like listening to you guys' views. Um, Like when I first sort of um, came on Twitter, it was a long time ago now, I think 2011, um, I sort of didn't really used to tweet much about football. It was kind of like just my 2P here and there. But then I noticed that kind of around 2013, 2014 times, if I would say something about football, maybe like all the way up until like 2016, it's kind of like, what do you know about this? Like the sort of the get back into the kitchen types of things. I had threats. I had somebody saying, oh, I know where you go to uni. Um, I'll throw acid at you. I had so much stuff to the point where my account like was anonymous like I just had like one of those football abbeys and people actually thought I was a boy and then after sort of like a while I was like you know something just dawned <laughs> on me like yeah I remember sorry go on <laughs> after a while I thought like this is ridiculous like at the end of the day I have a right to express my views just like everybody else and I just sort of like forget it like this isn't going to be an anonymous account anymore I'm going to say what I have to say and um then like when obviously I listened to you guys' first episode um was it 2018 um like while I was at uni could have been 2018 2019 yeah while I was at uni and I was like like you guys are saying your opinions like you're not being afraid to like say what you have to say about football and that really inspired me to just be like I'm gonna say what I want I'm gonna tweet what I want and um I feel like since then there was definitely a shift on social media about how people speak to women specifically black women online about football what about you, Tima? Do you do you kind of share the same um the same story as Brianna or is your story a little bit different? I think my story is not as extreme. I, I've throughout probably in the last two years I've really got into Twitter. Throughout I was a bit on and off, but really like the get back into the kitchen comments, which I find hilarious because I can't cook. So I mean if I was, <laughs> I, what what would really happen? So um yeah I think yeah like similar similar uh, context and you know the lack of respect of your views as well like as if your opinion is not valid in this kind of space I think but I think there's also the intersectionality between being black and liking football and being a black woman liking football and then if you're a black woman supporting Chelsea liking football like like you might as well men don't really know what to do with you like they don't understand I do think like I've always had this real belief that obviously like gold diggers are doing their thing and you know we're, we're really big and I have massive respect for it for everyone who's part of the, uh, the podcast or um, listens to it but I do I've always thought that the big accounts the big accounts for every single every single club have a responsibility to really big up women and I don't see it enough and it, that's what really frustrates me you know I mean 
there's a lot of big Chelsea accounts, and I don't really see them advocating for women or or, or being that ally that we re- that we really need them to be. Because you know, you have they have the influence to really to really change per- uh, perceptives on, on online, and I think that's probably one thing that really frustrates me. And in terms of like changing the perception online, Brie, obviously gold diggers, we, we've tried to do that several times, but how important is it, like Tima said, for these big organisations and these big clubs to kind of come out and show their allyship for women? And have you seen a change in that in recent in recent years? I haven't seen much of a change in recent years, but I'm seeing that they're trying to pick it up one by one. But why I'm a bit apprehensive because sometimes it does feel a bit performative where they're sort of doing it because everybody else is doing it or they're doing it because, yeah, right now women in football are trending. Do you know what I mean? I want it to become a thing where it's normalised, where even if, for example, women in football are being co-signed by the bigger clubs, the bigger um, platforms, that it actually becomes more of a norm. And I feel like as much as we're getting there, we still have a long way to go. And I'm just glad that a platform like Goldigus exists, which, you know, we're, we're doing our own thing where we're trying to push ourselves to, you know, get, co, co, not co-signed, but for everybody to respect us and understand our view that we're not in a position where we're depending on anybody to, you know, say, okay, yeah, I'm here for it, listen to them sort of thing. I don't know if you guys get what I'm trying to say, but... Yeah, essentially, the point I'm trying to make here is as great as it is that, yeah, other platforms and stuff, they need to co-sign women in football at the same time. I don't... Why I'm a bit apprehensive about that is because we're women already and I don't want us to be in a position where we have to depend on anyone for anything. So I actually want it to be a case where we've done it all by ourselves and nobody can say, oh, I put them on. And also I'm proud of going because we have done everything on our own without the help of anything. I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of streams having not had a single sponsor or anything. So again, like remember, dependability, we're women, we're trying to show that we are independent in this space that's very much more dominated but yeah i feel like i'm rambling but i hope you guys get what i'm trying to say <laughs> no like legit, i totally get what, what you're saying and if anyone else wants to add to that please feel free to just buy in but honestly i got what you're trying to say like sometimes yeah i'm not gonna lie to you the independent woman thing sometimes i'll be like y'all need to come and take some of this independent stuff off of me like y'all need to just come and back us a little bit but being able to say that you know we're women and we've got we've we've got to where we are just by talking about football because we're passionate about what what we love watching on on television i think that alone is a brilliant accolade to have um for each and every one of us and just weaning it back to like social media and stuff like for me personally like if i tell you guys my story with social media and being a woman, a black woman as well in football, Jesus Christ, like a lot of you will probably turn off your stream and go and apologise to anyone that you feel like you've doubted that watches football because it's it's been a struggle. It's been it's been a it's been a roller coaster of a journey. And when I started showing my parents the type of abuse that I would get on social media, I remember my dad literally he broke down and he got in his car like he was just drive and like he went for a long drive then he came back and he was like do you have the addresses of these people oh. I was like 
no that he was like I don't think I can hold back like we need to find them and we need to beat them up and I'm like that that's not the amicable way to go about things you know like he's like but people cannot be saying these things to you and I guess it's just people need to be a bit more careful about how they do approach women in football because there are things that you can say that are very hurtful to to one person and that can break somebody's self-esteem. Not mine in particular. You can tell me anything and I'm going to throw it back at your hairline. Trust me, I can do it with anything. I promise you, I will do it. But at the end of the day, not all women are strong enough to do things like that. And that's why I commend gold diggers because we stand for women who aren't able to do all of that and who want to have a voice for that and we can be that voice for them. Um so moving moving on to into something a bit more positive, uh, do do you guys think there are any women in football at the moment that are some standout women that you want to kind of give some praise to for leading the way apart from anyone in gold diggers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brie. Anita Biomi. Me? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, Jace aside, definitely you, because as you said, like your journey has been crazy. And, you know, I've watched it from the very, very start. So I think you really, really set the precedence of what can be achieved. And I feel like you're literally, the, you're setting an example. You're almost like the pioneer of, you know, create breaking barriers, the grass ceiling for black women in football, because it's so unfortunate that it's only becoming a thing now. But I'm really glad that you're that person that is driving that change and inspiring younger girls as well. So props to you, girl. You know, I'm being formal with you right now. <laughs> Y'all know I cry on everything. Like, you guys actually know I cry at everything, okay? <laughs> Put it together. <laughs> anyone else? Thank you, Bree. Any, anyone else? Anyone, honestly, anyone else? Yeah, so I think, um, honestly, I, I know you said you don't, you said that we can't say the gold diggers get women, but I think, honestly, I think you guys are all amazing and doing, everyone is doing their thing and, actually you know the recognition that we've got over the last three years incredible like honestly I, I'm speechless like and I, I, it's such a supportive network as well other than the gold diggers I also want to give props to any Luco listen I she is my idol and I'm not even I'm not even joking like I, the, the things that the, that woman has gone through and to be where she is today wow like wow I just, I, honestly, I idolise the woman. And she's a play for Chelsea, so. <laughs> I also don't think she That's gets enough, I don't think she gets enough props for her playing career. She she had over 100 caps for England, but that gets, that gets forgotten about because of the incident that basically led to her international retirement. And even the way that she handled that, listen, if, if I went through those, those same instances that she did, you'd be visiting me in HMP somewhere, some <laughs> in prison somewhere, because she really handles it with a lot of grace. And I still don't think the FA really, they didn't really get the criticism that they deserved. And the apology was weak and pathetic, if you ask me. But anyway, she's a very good, she's a very good pundit, great playing career. And as I said, she's absolutely my idol. What about you, Brianna? Anyone in football? Ain't even anyone in sports. I have to 
So first, I want to do another shout out to you, Anita, and you, Brie, for Gold Diggers. No, seriously, because I like even to be able to listen to women talk about football like during uni was something and black women was something that I could have never envisioned it's something I never expected and it was so refreshing and so nice to see myself represented that way and then to be able to join and like to be able to get to know you guys has just truly been amazing and also like Anita I don't think you understand like how much the difference you make like seeing you for example on Sky Sports like sometimes my dad or my uncle will ring me and be like your friend is on TV like oh and she's saying all this stuff and blah like it's truly it's so amazing and it's so inspirational and to other people who aren't on Gold Diggers like it must be even more amazing because they don't even get to participate or see themselves represented in that way um and then for a footballer Alex Scott for me um obviously, because she was an Arsenal legend, um, <laughs> legend. Um, but also, like, her, the um, way in which, like, she's become a pundit and, like, people don't speak about her like, oh, like, a woman um, sort of pundit. They just say, oh, like, Alex Scott, like, people were looking forward to hear her punditry. Like, it wasn't a case where they were making a big deal about the fact that she was a woman in football. And I really found that so nice to see on social media and encouraging um and also like her playing career she was one of the people that like um got me to watch women's football because at that time women's football wasn't even really on tv like it, it still doesn't get as much coverage as we would like but it's obviously improving so definitely like those all you two and Alex Scott for me have definitely been like an inspiration I think those are some good choices that we've all made. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a bit emotional. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those are some really good choices that we've all made. And I do feel I do feel like there have been some changes, especially regarding the coverage of um, women's football. Like you said, Brianna, it's not where we want it to be just yet, but it's getting there slowly and it's a process. So hopefully, you know, by the time we all have kids here, we'll be able to like show our daughters that, yeah, like this is what we had to go through to make sure that this is what you're seeing right now, you know, to make sure that women's football and the coverage of more women in sport is, is visible in your faces. Cause growing up, right. The reason why my dad didn't want me to be a footballer personally is because my dad was like, well, I don't watch women's football. Like I don't see any woman on, on TV. So <laughs> who said you're going to make it? Type of thing. He was like, I've not seen it, but he was all right with me being a tennis player though. He was like, yeah, Michelle Arpova, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, you're fine, you know. But when it came to football, it was like, yeah, no, nah, that's not happening. So hopefully, you know, this is one step closer to inspiring the younger generation to get into sports, get into football. And I guess, like, for for men who are who are watching this and kind of, I wouldn't say want some tips, but would like to know the harsh reality. The harsh reality is when we go to football games, the vibe is different from when we go to like WSL games, you know, the vibe is different. And, but I, I don't want to say that there's a clear and evident reason as to that. There's a whole article explaining um, why certain women do feel a type of way when they go to men's, men's games as opposed to women's games. But there is a certain culture that, that needs to be changed and it does need to be a, a certain culture shift um, to make more women more comfortable to go to want to want to go to match day games as well. But we won't delve into that today. There's a whole article there for you guys to go and read. Um, hopefully it will have the link in the description. But girls, this has been extremely fun and 
It's been very informative and I really appreciate you all sharing your stories. And if there is anything else you want to share, now is your time. Anything? Follow Goldiers. Tune into our episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, whatever your choice. You're in for a treat. You will laugh. If you need, if you're having a bad day, just listen to us. I promise you, you will laugh. Yeah. Honestly, they're funny girls. Like, they're really funny. Do you know what? Let me let me give you a little bit of a taster. Now, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, Wolves, West Ham were all fighting for that top four spot. And I know Chelsea's safe, right? I think Chelsea's safe anyway. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure about Man United and Arsenal, but I'll start with Tima. <laughs> Who do you think gets that last spot and why? Listen, last couple of episodes, I got a lot of grief because I suggested that Wolves may finish in the top four. So maybe I shouldn't talk about that because I don't want any more grief. I I keep going backwards and forwards. I think I think it's Arsenal's to lose, but one thing about Manchester United, they always find a way. How <laughs> they always find a way. So I'm gonna say. I'm actually going to say United. I'm sorry. I just about them that I just think in the end they will just pit my, uh, Arsenal. Um, what about you, Bree? Um, I still think Arsenal um, because, like I've said, they have no reason to be outside of top four. And if they don't make it, then they're actually big losers. And the Owen Arsenal stands for losers, and they should be very <laughs> ashamed. <laughs> she said the Elwood Arsenal stands for but losers. Yeah. I'm dead. You got, they have to finish top four. I'm so sorry. There's no explanation. Like, Brianna, it has to be Arsenal. Over to you, Brianna. (laughs) Well, I agree. I think that we should make it. As I said on the weekend with Arsenal, though, I expect nothing sometimes and I'm still disappointed. So, I mean, realistically, as I agree with Brie, it's ours to lose. I think that Tima saying United will make it is just Arsenal slander agenda because... (laughs) For me, I don't understand how you could say a team that's struggling to score right now is going to make it to top four. It's just not possible. And as for Wolves, I think that's hilarious, personally. I just think you have an agenda and it's just provocation. And we know that Arsenal will prevail in this case. Tima, are you okay with that? (laughs) Are you artist in or artist out today? Because it's flip-flop, so I just want to know. It doesn't flip-flop. I'm Arsenal in. I told you I'm Arteta out. Arsenal in. Guys, on the weekends, let's see what Brianna says because it could change. (laughs) (laughs) And we will leave it there. Listen, please do give Gold Diggers a follow at Gold Diggers UK on Twitter, at Gold Diggers UK underscore on Instagram. Make sure you follow um, their their streams on Spotify, on on Apple Podcasts, and of course, subscribe to their content on YouTube. And for everyone who's watching, thank you for watching, and I hope you have a good day wherever you are.